welcome back to the RV Texas Y'all podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm Tom, and we're RV Texas Y'all. We are native Texans and full-time RVers who are all about exploring the great state of Texas and beyond one campground at a time. We're on a mission to experience life, not just live it, and we're bringing you along for the fun. Recording this episode in one of our favorite Texas state parks, Caprock Canyons in Kittaquay, Texas. This is episode 23. And this week we're talking about something that we know a heck of a lot about since we've been doing it for years, and that is traveling with pets. So sit back, relax, and join us as we RV America, y'all. last episode, we talked about expecting the unexpected and being open to making adjustments to your schedule. And as we said, sometimes that might involve your pets. A lot of RVers, ourselves included, became RVers so that we can bring our pets along with us as we travel. We wouldn't have it any other way, uh, but there are definitely some challenges to having our furry family members on board. So this week, let's talk about all things related to RVing with pets. <laughs> and as we record this, we're sitting directly between our two little fur babies. Yep. Uh, our, we have an 85-pound uh, black mouth cur mix, I guess, hound dog star who is uh, sleeping on the couch at the moment. And uh, we're sitting at the dinette recording this, and next to us in the window is our uh, kitty cat. He is an orange tabby named Astro. Yeah, and incidentally, he's named Astro after the Houston Astros. We, uh, we were going to put it out there for people to name him and help us name him. And I, Astro was one of my favorite names because he is orange and the Houston Astros are orange. And of course, y'all know we love the Houston Astros. Uh, I should say the world champion Houston Astros. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we were uh, Zooming with a couple of our real good friends, uh, Scott and Deb, uh, they saw, we showed them uh, baby Astro. Baby Astro. Of course, he wasn't named Astro yet, but we showed it to him. And before we told him anything about the names we were considering, Scott goes, you ought to call him Astro because he's orange. <laughs> so we're like, boom. So that's the little inside story here. And we named him Astro then. Yeah. So, and yeah. and these two have been with us. Well, Astro is, uh, he's two years old, about two and a half now. And yep. he's been with us since he was a kitten. Uh, he was actually feral. He was living in uh, a lady's backyard who lived behind Tom's sister's house. Yeah. Yeah, and, we really got uh, lucky. She posted pictures. Yes, she did. On on Facebook. 
and uh, uh, some cats had some kittens in her backyard, yep. and so we were able to adopt him and bring him along for the fun. He is a great little traveler. Oh, yeah. And uh, Star, we've had now, she is now seven, and uh, we had her before we were full-time. Yep. And But we always, we've been RVing um, for longer than that, and so they are not our first fur babies to come along for the fun. Nope. Um, in fact, we, you know, had a cat before and another dog that came along, but we, uh, kind of an interesting story. We had a brother and sister cat back, uh, many years back when we were our Ving, but we couldn't bring them along because one of them just got extremely car sick. Oh my gosh. Poor baby. He could not, Stitch couldn't ride. It was Lilo and Stitch. Yes. And uh, they were litter mates, and we adopted both of them, and they were, oh, fantastic cats. Yeah. Um, this is when we were part-time, and we had our house, and we would go out for weekend trips or maybe a week here and there. And unfortunately, Stitch could not drive. We lived on a cul-de-sac, a short cul-de-sac, and by the end by the end of the cul-de-sac, he was already, poor baby, getting sick. So, yeah. yeah. So we always had somebody babysit them while yeah. we went out um, but once we lost stitch then lilo started coming along for the ride so that was our first taste of of arving with the cat yes so so let's talk of, about yeah you I th- know. that's what i was going to say let's talk about arving with a cat because i think that's less common than arving with a dog true true so arving with a cat does take uh, a little bit you know it's completely different from from arving with a dog i mean first of all there are a lot of cats who are not going to be happy about traveling um, <laughs> there are some yeah. who who will get in a car and and ride with you and be happy to do it and then there are others who like their space and they're very territorial and um and so it may be more of a challenge to get them interested in RVing. Um, and so what we did with Lilo, because Lilo had not traveled before, and she was not, normally her experience with being in a car was when we were taking her to the vet for her yeah. checkups. Yeah. So it wasn't something she was extremely fond of. Uh, but what we did was we kind of introduced it to her slowly. We we, uh, our, we kept our RV in storage um, down the road from our house at that point. But what we would do is we would take her down with us for a little bit at a time. Uh, let her get used to being in the RV. We brought some of her favorite, like, blanket and some of her toys and her treats. And, you know, we tried to just kind of make it a nice environment for her before we ever started taking her for rides in the RV. Yeah, and uh, luckily, she took to it okay. I mean, it wasn't, travel days weren't her favorite thing. Um, She just kind of hid out while we traveled, and uh, once we got there, she was okay. Yes. Um, uh, So, once we no longer had Lilo, we kind of waited a little while, and... uh, Astro came along, we thought we better get a kitten that time because we were full-time RVing at that time, but we were kind of stationary at that time because we were taking care of my parents and stuff, and we were in an RV park in West Houston, and so when we 
adopted him, we knew we wanted to adopt a kitten so the kitten could get used to it. Yes. You know, and first, and it was just like uh, Lilo, though, because we were stationary to begin with. So right. he was able to get used to it in a stationary environment before we were traveling. Right. And I think it would have been a whole different thing for both of them had we just like their first experience with the RV would have been us picking him up and going for a trip and them having to deal with moving. And, you know, I think it was easier for them to make the transition having had the experience of getting used to the inside of the RV first before we started to move. Yeah. Um, and what about that darn litter box? Would it? That is a question we get a lot, <laughs> is what do you do with a litter box? Now, so first of all, there are, with our, when we first started traveling with Lilo, uh, we had a Thor Palazzo uh, motorhome. And in the steps, in the stairway, the entryway for that motorhome, they had this really great little area that they called a mudroom. And it was basically... Just like a, a little sliding door on the side of the steps, uh, but it was the perfect size for a litter box. Yes, it was. I mean, there's no doubt of all the RVs we've had, that had the best spot oh my gosh, for a litter box. Because it had a little sliding door, so we could, and she was kind of a small cat, and yeah. so we could keep that door open just enough that she mm -hmm. could get in and out. Uh, we made sure that the compartment was completely sealed up and weatherproof and cat proof and all of that and there were no wires in there or anything like that so that was like her own little space yeah and she could get away from uh star who was a puppy at the time or yep. a young dog and um and so and it was out of our way uh which was fantastic and people would come into the rv they'd never even see a litter box yeah that like i said that was by far the best we've ever had um and and since then we haven't had you know like that perfect spot right so uh, then um we got a tiffin breeze uh which is another a smaller motorhome and and in that one there wasn't an obvious place to keep the litter box and so often we would keep it like a lot of people do in the shower yep now the thing you got to be aware of when you're doing that is that you don't want litter to go down the drains here uh in an rv because the the, the piping it just isn't that big it'd be real easy to clog up you yeah. don't want that stuff building up in your gray tank for or sure anything. so we would lay a towel down uh on the bottom of the uh shower then put a mat down, and then put the litter box down. So um, it really limited anything possibly going down the drain. The Obviously, the inconvenience factor is whenever you want to take a shower, you've got to pull the litter box out, take all that out, and then reset it back up after the fact. Yeah, and I think uh, when we were part-time, and that wasn't a big deal. Right. You know, because we weren't going for long periods of time. But as full-timers, that's a lot bigger deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so one thing, when we looked, when we were looking to change RVs and we were, um, you know, look, we, we decided on the new air, we couldn't find one to look at in person. And so that was one thing normally we would have looked at is yeah. where do we put the litter box? And we, we didn't have that option uh, when we were buying this one. Um, but... Luckily, at the foot of the bed, there's a perfect place for the litter box. And we found this great litter box at um, 
the container store actually is where by we picked total it up. accident by total accident that it's a little bit smaller uh but it works just fine for astro and it's got a nice top on it and the the bottom slides out so it's easy to clean and then so it lives at the foot of the bed and then when we travel we do the put the towel down, put the mat down, put the litter box in the shower so that it's out of the way. And and when the slides come in, it's not a problem. Yeah, and the convenient thing about it being totally enclosed, too, it actually doesn't look bad. The litter box right. isn't like out in the open. It's not real easy for Star to get into. Right. Um, uh, now, that's not to say she's never gotten into it, but... It's out of sight, out of mind, so she really stays out of it. She knows that's not her place. Right, right. Um, and when we leave uh, to go to dinner or out for a little bit of time, we will. We have a pocket door in the bedroom, so we will not totally close that. We will close it where just Astro can get through. Right. So then while we're not here, Star can't just go into the litter box easily exactly now with astro the one thing i always worry about with cats is that they are going to get somewhere where they should not be and uh and that could be you know when the slides are coming in or going out um and so on travel days one of the first things we do before the slides come in or before we put the slides back out at our next destination, it's still this way. He has a harness uh, that he wears, and I attach that to a leash, and I actually tie that leash to the uh, passenger captain's chair, the one that I typically ride in. Tom normally drives the RV. And so Astro sits with me. I put a yep. blanket down for him, and he's on his ha- in his harness and on his leash, and he cannot move around the RV freely uh, when the slides are in and when we're traveling. Yeah, we absolutely want to know where he's at every time those slides move. And when the slides are in, there are nooks and crannies that if he was to get loose, he could get in there, and we wouldn't even know it. You right. Know? So we, we just, that's how, that's like the safety tip right there. Exactly. And, and I mean, you could use uh, a kennel. Yes. Uh, we actually had a collapsible, a uh, little soft-sided kennel that we started him out in when we were first traveling with him. He hated it. He did not like it. He would, some cats would like it. He did not. Um, he would just meow and meow and meow the whole time. Uh, and so this way, he just sleeps the whole time. He lays next to me on his blanket and just snoozes until we get to where we're going. The kennel probably is the best idea if it works. Right. And um, because but you don't want to stress them out. Right. So. And normally they relax in that kennel. So that, you know, that would be the first way. Try to obviously put them in the kennel up front before you bring the slides in. But just a quick tip so we can move on to dogs yes. is that before you bring your cat into the RV, look for those nooks and crannies to make sure they can't get in certain areas that you can't get them out of. Oh boy, that is a fact. When we first brought Astro home, we'd never realized that there was an access place underneath the bed in the Tiffin Breeze um, that he could fit into. And one of the first days we had him, we were looking for him. We couldn't find him. I saw him peeking out of that little access area. 
So I coaxed him out. Well, wait. No, no, no. This is before. So I coaxed him out, and we put um, pillows in that little access area so he could not get in there. We did not. And then, like, the next day, we went to lunch with some folks. We came back. They wanted to see Astro. We couldn't find him. We looked for him for... Six and a half hours. It was a long day. We didn't know if he had found his way out somehow. We had the whole RV park looking for him. Um, We took everything apart that could possibly come apart on the interior. And it turns out there was this, he was very small at the time, and there was this little place under the bed on the other side of the bed that he had dropped a toy down underneath and he was able to squeeze himself down there to get his toy but he could not get out and he wouldn't meow at that point well he could have gotten out he just didn't know how to get out. well he could have gotten out had that other section not had the pillows in it it all connected that's true and And then once we removed the pillows we coaxed him out with some treats we knew he had to be hungry right and so until he was bigger uh, when we had that motor coach, we would go through, every time we'd put the slides out, we had a routine of, you know, taking towels or blankets or pillows or whatever and closing off those areas that he we knew that he had access to, that if he yeah. got in there, it would be very difficult, if not impossible, for us to get him and out. And luckily, we do not have that problem with the... With the um, New air. Freedom. Right. Freedom doesn't have that issue. But that is the first thing we did. Oh, when yes. We, when we took possession of Freedom, we went through her with a fine-tooth comb looking for any nooks or crannies that might be catnip to the cat. That's for sure. <laughs> so let's 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 get, move on to RVing yeah. with a dog. Yes. Now, you see a lot of folks uh, with their pups. For sure. And in a lot of ways, uh, dogs are easier, at least if it's a bigger dog. Because uh, you don't have, we don't have to worry about the nooks and crannies and things with Star. Now, if you've got a smaller dog, you might have to. Um, but the thing with dogs is they might take time to adjust to RV life as well. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, but we got lucky with Star. I think she's a smart puppy, and we got her as a puppy. So she started as a puppy in the RV as well. Uh, never, she never tore up any furniture. Obviously, that's the one thing you need to make sure when you bring in a new puppy that they're not going to tear up your furniture. Because RV furniture is very difficult to replace. It's not like home furniture. And you know what? That That's with the cats, too. We have a scratching yep. pad for Astro, and that's what he scratches on. And you, But with any kind of pet, you yep. got to be careful with your furniture. We actually have uh, seat covers that we put on our captain's chairs because Star loves to sit on the captain's chairs when we're parked and look yep. outside. Uh, she loves to lay on the couch, so there's a seat cover for that. Um, you know, the thing with dogs is you really have to know if you're going to be exploring somewhere how long you can be gone um, and that dog not be uncomfortable or scared or, you know, those types of things. Yeah, Stacy means gone during the day. Right. When you get to a place and if you're going to go out for lunch or dinner or a hike. Right. Maybe in a national park where dogs are not allowed on right. the trails. Um, yeah, we have to limit our time. Now, she's a big dog and she, she can go eight to ten hours, but we... Don't like stretching it past that because she no, gets... No, we really... We hardly ever are gone 
more than, than a, a few hours. Yeah, three to four hours, but and we're normally back. There has been that occasion where we've stretched it out. Um, she's done fine, but we don't like to do that. Right, right. And so, um, you know, the thing to keep in mind with any animals, especially while you're trying to get them adjusted to being in an RV, traveling in an RV, I really like with dogs, too, having the opportunity for them to explore the RV with maybe take their favorite toys or a pillow or a blanket, um, you know, treats before, let them get used to it just like the cats, before the RV starts moving. Now, dogs, a lot of times, I feel like, at least the dogs we've had, have been a little more easy to get used to and adjusted to RV travel just because they really want to be with us and they don't so much care where we're going. Yeah, that's for doing. sure. Cats are more, like we said, homebody, territorial. Might be a harder adjustment for them. Uh, but with dogs, with Star, and with our previous dog, Sally, she was a shepherd mix. She was older when we started taking her in the RV. And uh, she really, you know, she took to it from the very beginning. Oh, she right. really didn't no care as long as she was with us. Didn't even matter. Now, going down the road, again, I think, like we said with a cat, I mean, a crate would be your first option. If you have if you have room for a crate, a crate would be a great first option. Now, it's not an option for us because even if we had room, which we don't, we don't really have room in this RV for a crate for Star because it'd have to be a huge crate, and we don't have a huge space. Right. But... That even being said, with Star, that's still a no-go. That she, her middle name should be Houdini because every <laughs> crate we've ever put Star in, she has made her way out of it. Every single one of them, including the ones that are supposed to be the toughest, strongest crates on the market. We've even, we bought those when she was a puppy uh, for the house, and she still got out of them in minutes. So, right. So she just, she lays on the couch. It's covered. The couch is covered. She lays on the couch, just chills there, and she's a good traveler. She is a good traveler. Now, with our pup, Sally, like we said, she was a little older when she first started traveling, and uh, she was a good traveler also. She was a shepherd mix, about 50 pounds, uh, but with her, we were able to find, it was this great thing. We've never been able to find it since, but it was uh, like a harness that you could connect a seatbelt through. Right. So for her, our couch uh, in the Thor Palazzo that we had at the time had seatbelts, and we would throw a cover over it, put uh, Sally's harness on her, attach the seatbelt to it, and then she would lay, she could comfortably lay on that couch, but she could not get up and, and explore. Right, right. I mean, Star is that, you know, she's a little big for what, Sally had. I mean, right. she cannot fit in that at all. She has a huge girth, um, and right. so it's just not going to work. But I think an important thing, though, is you know, to if you're traveling with pets, you just need to make sure that they're not going to be in the way of the driver, distracting the driver, For sure. uh, getting at their feet, or you know, those types of things. While they're trying to drive, you want them to be able to focus, whether it's a truck pulling an RV or a motorhome, you want the driver to be able to focus on what they're doing. Yeah, and we keep so, the, uh, Star has her leash on her 
when we're traveling. And if she comes up front, Stacy grabs the leash so she can't get to me. Right. Um, because she wants to get to me. And she, I don't think she would be that big a deal. But the problem is she's so big, my electric controls are at the side of the chairs. And oh, no, she that's a great tip. Those. Yeah, she doesn't mean to. She's no. laying down, you know, in between the two captain's chairs. But if she leans toward Tom's chair, she might, and she has... Yep. Hit the controls, and the the chair might start to move as you're yep. driving. It goes so. forward or back, and up or down, <laughs> and it's it's just not a good thing to be happening while you're driving a thirty eight thousand five hundred pound vehicle. Right, um, right. So we just we know how to handle that. Everybody's got a different situation, so. Um, a Everybody big part of it is knowing your out. pets, right? Right, for sure. and and knowing how they're going to respond to things and that type yeah. of thing. Now, let's talk about travel day routines because we definitely have one, and I think this helps all our pets tremendously because they start to know when we start to put things up. Yep, they start to know. Okay, you know, today's a travel day, and um, so what we do is. Tom usually puts everything up on the outside. I do the inside. Then we check each other's work, make sure everything's stowed correctly. We didn't forget anything. Um, and then before we bring the slides in, we put Astro in his harness on his leash, tie him to the passenger captain's chair seat belt. Uh, I take Star outside with me. And while I am checking to make sure the jacks are all coming up and we're getting to ride height and I'm checking to make sure we didn't forget anything outside, Star has the opportunity to go to the potty one last time. And she has learned that that's her opportunity. The motor's running on the, on the RV. She knows, okay, I got to go. So she's really, she's really gotten good at that over time and in, in knowing what to expect. That's for sure. Uh, as we're traveling, we typically don't do long travel days, but they do have water available to them uh, as they travel. We keep a little bit of water in their bowl. They like to share a bowl. Astro likes to drink out of Star's bowl, and Star's good with that. So, um, But if we stop at a truck stop or a rest area, it's like Star's head goes, oh, okay, time to go potty again, you know, and she knows, and we know as part of our routine, if we stop to stretch our legs, Star's going to go outside. Yep, and um, it works every time. It, every time. Astro, he usually will not, he usually doesn't want to be moved once he's in that chair, uh, but if we are traveling longer than normal, uh, what I do with him to get him to go before we go is I clean his box in front of him and I leave it open. It normally it has a, a top on it, but I put fresh litter in there. I make it real nice for him, and I leave the litter box open, and he knows now's my time. So that's how I get him to take care of his business before we hit the road. And then if we're on an extended travel day, which is rare for us, and we stop somewhere, I will take him back to the litter box that's in the shower and give him an opportunity to go. Um, but when we get to where we're going... And we get set up, we, we leave them, you know, Astro stays connected to the seatbelt until all the slides are out and everything. Um, Star is usually outside with one of us on the, her leash while we're getting everything set up. Uh, once we are set up, 
Then the treats come out, and it's hilarious because they both know that, okay, everything's set up, it's time for treats, and they know where the treats are, and both of them will sit there next to each other and wait for their treats. (laughs) Well, speaking of treats, I think something we need to mention here towards the end of this is how do we carry their food and everything? People will want to know that because we're on the road a lot. Right. We So we can't just find a place to buy food real easily. So we buy in big quantities. We buy our main food for both Star and Astro at Costco. And his litter. And his, and, and his litter. So we have storage bins, uh, the big, almost like Rubbermaid storage bins, but they have sealed tops on them. So we could carry, you know, 40 pounds of dog food in there and it's sealed tight and that's very, very important because the smell of dog food will attract mice um, or other critters. Right, and you don't want that in your RV. That can be a bad deal. So these sealed containers, they don't smell it. It doesn't cause any problem. It keeps the food fresh. It keeps uh, moisture out. Keeps moisture out. So we do that for both Astro and Star. And we keep all of that in uh, the in the basement. Um, and then we have... Uh, we have about a week's worth of food for Star uh, in a little container that, that's... In the RV. In the RV. Yes. Uh, and we also have food for Astro, that his initial food we keep in a uh, weather-tight container, but inside the RV. Uh, and also an extra, extra you know, the, the litter that we're going to use uh, sooner. Right. So it's very convenient. It's not tough. It's on a slide-out in our uh, basement, so we can slide it right out get the food the when tray, we need right? it mm-hmm. yeah the tray slide out tray so it's very convenient it's easy to manage and you know and that's that's, that's important because especially for us who anybody who travels extensively or for long periods of time you want to keep your pets on the same food yes. and treats that they're used to you want to keep your cat on the same litter if possible but that can be really challenging uh, if you are going places where those things are not available, you know, so um, it's important to carry as much of it as you can safely. Yeah, for uh, sure. Another thing that can be challenging is their flea and tick medication, right. for example, or yes. other medications. So one thing that we always do, we spend three to four months in Galveston, Texas every year. Uh, and when we get there, one of the things we do is take Star and Astro to our vet that we always used uh, in the Houston area. Just like the same going to your doctors and stuff. Right. Your own personal doctors and stuff while you're there. Take them to their vet That as well. knows them, and exactly. Yeah. And we'll get their uh, new flea or tick medication, heartworm medication, any of that. At that point, a year's worth so that if we get delayed or whatever, it's not a problem. Because I tell you, we did not do that this year. We ran short thinking it was going to be easy to replace by another vet, and it was not. No, it was it, it was difficult. We got it taken care of, but it wasn't easy. We thought it was going to be easy, but it wasn't. Right. So we don't want to ever have that scenario again. So at the same time, we'll get all their annual uh, checkups done. We'll get their shots done for the year. And you've got to always keep good updated records on your pets because you never know when 
they're going to you're going to be asked for that some rv parks ask for it uh, we've never had them physically ask for it we've had them ask about it on the phone but they can they can ask you for it if you don't have it they probably won't let you in obviously if you're going into another let's say you're going into canada i feel pretty certain you're probably going to need them yes oh for sure or mexico or whatever if you're traveling into another country you're definitely going to need your pet's records. Um, you know, another thing that we need to talk about is keeping your pets safe. And this is so important. Um, you know, we have heard stories of folks who have lost their pets while they've been traveling um, or something has happened to the pet because they just, they didn't think, you know, there was something that they missed. You know, maybe they left the door open bringing stuff in and out and the pet got out. Or uh, they left the dog outside on their lead thinking they were just going to hang out and relax. But, you know, there might be wildlife. There might be other pets that, you know, you just don't know. We stay in a lot of state national parks. And let's give you an example. I mean, right here. Right here. Caprock Caprock Canyons. Canyons. We had Star out on her lead. And Astro was out sitting with me as well. I was inside working on a video. But... uh, out of nowhere, Stacy hears something, and here come the bison. Yeah, uh, so one of the le- things we love about Caprock Canyon yeah. State Park is the fact that there is so much active wildlife. I mean, we've got road runners and mule deer and horned toads and prairie dogs and the Texas State Bison Herd. And, that roam free. Yes, and sure enough, I, I heard them coming. And so I immediately got up and I took Star and Astro and put them inside the RV. And sure enough, just a few minutes later, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 bison came walking through our campsite. And, you know, it might have been fine, but you just don't know how like Star is going to react to them. She might start barking. You don't know how. I mean, the bison are wild. What? You don't know how they may take exception she to Astro and Star. She might try to protect us. Yeah. And that's why always, always, always have your dogs and cat on a leash when they're outside yes. or a lead. Uh, and Astro is too. When Astro goes outside, he's on a leash. Yes, and and Stacy keeps him on a leash and ties him to a chair right next to her. So he can move around. In the chair, but, but yes. that's it. And so, yes, you always, because you never know how your pets, they, they're going to want to defend you. So right. if a wild animal comes in, they may try to defend you, and that could be a real bad situation. Or there may be plants that are toxic that you're not familiar with that are there. You just don't know. So you want to do everything you can to keep your babies safe. Yep, for sure. And then I think the uh, the final thing we need to talk about is being a good neighbor. Oh, you know, yeah. every RV park, every campground you go into is going to have certain requirements and regulations for pets. What's allowed, how many are allowed, the sizes. But, you know, don't leave your dogs outside barking at everybody or make sure you pick up after them. And just remember that you know your dog, but your neighbors don't and so and same goes for cats or anything else you know so you just gotta remember that 
not everybody loves your pet as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there are definitely some challenges to having pets on board. And there are definitely some things that we don't do or maybe we do less of than our non-pet parent friends. But to us, they add so much to our lives that we are definitely happy to make a few concessions for them. And while we're on the subject of challenges, in the next episode, let's talk about another topic that we get a lot of questions about, the challenges of full-time RVing. And yes, <laughs> as much as it is awesome, and no matter what it looks like on YouTube or Instagram, full-time RV life is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's going to be an interesting discussion, so make sure you come back. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for joining us, y'all. For more on what we talked about this week and to find other episodes, visit the podcast page of rvtexasyall.com. Subscribe to the RV Texas Y'all podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Texas Y'all. Until next time, safe travels. And happy camping. Bye.